You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Chicago White Sox. I'm here with Scott Merkin. We are in beautiful Tempe, Arizona today. And, uh, Merck, we're standing on a, uh, on a rooftop at Tempe Diablo Stadium. Almost just got killed by a foul ball. There is a dead bird uh, about 30 yards away from us that uh, might have been the victim of a, a previous foul ball. This is quite a place. We've taped in some interesting spots. Uh, we taped in that, uh, the research room at right. uh, Progressive Field and uh, probably at the winter meetings at some point. But I don't think we ever taped on a rooftop uh, in the heat. <laughs> near a dish and a, and a dearly departed bird. <laughs> so this is a first for us. Yeah, our heart goes out to the, uh, the bird's family. <laughs> yes, and, yes, and friends, of course. But uh, good news and better news, uh, your Michigan Wolverines are moving on to the Sweet 16. And at the time we taped this, by the time it runs, it was, they'll still be alive. That's, that's, the, right. good, that's the good news. Yeah. They play Thursday, I think, against the winner of Oregon, Rhode Island. Pretty amazing story. I mean, the best thing about it is that they had that horrible incident with the plane, and no one got hurt. You know, I guess Walton, Derek Walton, their point guard, had played like an All-American in the last seven games. Had some stitches, but thank God no one got hurt out of it. And they've, not to play on words, but they seem to have found a new life since then. They're 7-0 and since then and just playing great basketball. So we'll see how long it runs. It's, Rick Pitino referred to them as the Golden State Warriors, and they shot like that against uh, Oklahoma State. Not so much against Louisville, but, hey, survive in advance, right, at this time of year. Survive Ohio U didn't make it. Now, that's, that was a bad upset for Michigan a few years ago when they lost to Ohio U. So, someone consider it an upset. I know you guys. You I did not consider an upset. But I, it was a bad loss for Michigan. It was How a bad loss in the first round of the tournament. But. Absolutely. Maybe someday you'll get your rematch there. But, yeah, Michigan <laughs> survives. And, Merck, you survived yet another birthday. Happy birthday I did. to you. I'm sure all of our podcast listeners uh, wish you the best uh, well, I appreciate another that. year. It was, it, was a, it was a great birthday weekend punctuated by a couple of Michigan wins. It's sad when that's what I'm looking for for my birthday, <laughs> isn't it? I should probably shoot a little. Nothing against the great I'm a modder, but I probably shoot a little higher than a couple of Michigan tournament wins is my birthday celebration. But it was a good a good birthday in the searing heat of Arizona here. Hey, this, this is a wonderful place to celebrate a birthday. It is. Um, and uh, let's talk about a little baseball. Yoan ah, right. um, Mankata, actually we're recording this just at the tail end of a game between the White Sox and Angels. Mankata with 2-4 today, he's hitting 300 for the spring. Just what have you been your uh, general impressions of, of this kid in his uh, first camp with the Sox? I mean, I've joked about this before. I think I've said it on the podcast. He's an, he's an amazing athlete who probably could play defensive back for the Bears if he wasn't a baseball player. But he's got just such great raw athleticism that I think when you know the baseball skills get sharpened, he'll be he'll be a, a great force for the team. Now you know they have him at second. Who knows if it's going to stay at second or if he's going to end up at third? Or I've heard some people even say center field. But their goal is second baseman. He's the second baseman of the future. And I think you saw a little bit of that when they you know designated Brett Laurie. That you know they have they have very solid players there right now in Tyler Saladino and Larry Garcia and Yomer Sanchez, but. That spot is opened up for Mancata. It's interesting because, and you've probably thought about this over the time you've covered baseball, is you, you, you think about Kopech threw 102 miles an hour and mm-hmm. struck out five Cubs in two innings, and you think, well, why not let him start the season? <laughs> you know, what, what, how could it hurt him if you pitch him in the bullpen for a year and let him learn there? And the same with Mancata. You wonder, you know, if he played at the major league level, would he be able to be competitive? But that's not my decision, and they're all going to pretty much start at the, in the minor leagues begin this year. Yeah, and that's the that's the safe play. Uh, but speaking of Kopech, I was over at Cubs camp the other day, and, yes. and Joe Madden was very impressed. Uh, obviously, how could you not be from from that particular outing? But he actually compared him to Raldis Chapman uh, in terms of the the life of the ball 
you know, the last, uh, I think you said the last 10 or 20 feet before it hits the right. catcher's mitt. Um, so an interesting comparison there, but obviously a good comparison. I was glad to see Joe opened up a little bit and was, was willing to talk yeah, about it. It's, it's, it's hard to pry him, you know, to get his thoughts on that. No, he's great. Great Excellent. manager, great guy. But, I, yeah, I mean, I think the Sox have great options there. I mean, you're going to pitch Kopech as a starter until he can prove that he either is a great starter or he's not. But, I mean, think about if you have a bullpen in the future – of, you know, let's say Nate Jones is still there because they have him under contract, I think, for five years with the options. Mm-hmm. But you have him and Zach Birdie, who pitched well today, pitched, came in and pitched out of a first and third jam. And then even Kopech as a reliever. Now, of course, Kopech would be even infinitely more valuable as a starter, but you have a lot of options. There's some, there's some definite versatility the Sox have already added in some depth, which is what they were absolutely missing last year. And that's when it, why it went from... 23 and 10 to 33 and 36 in the snap of a finger because guys started getting hurt nothing against the guys that came up but they just weren't good enough to keep that going and now I think the Sox are doing that and you know it's Kopech's an example of a guy they picked up they can't survive on trades alone so it's going to have to be international signings Nick Hostetler had a great and his crew had a great first draft in 16 so adding those guys in but you know Kopech is electric stuff I mean I've heard people talk about that you know his stuff is some of the best things he was by far the best pitcher in the fall league and he's been pretty darn impressed out here. Very confident kid, too, and you should be. When you can throw 102 miles an hour, I guess, it doesn't really matter who you're facing if you're on your game, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can, you can uh, pave over a lot of mistakes uh, when it's coming at 102. No question. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, you got you can't just build through the trades. you got to build it through the draft and internationally. And uh, But speaking of the draft, Carlos Rodon was obviously a prominent draft pick in recent right. years. We saw him today, uh, a sharp four innings of work for Carlos Rodon. And, you know, he, he finished last season so strong, it feels like uh, feels like he's kind of turned the corner. Yeah, you know, he did that at the end of the year before, too, and then, you know, had kind of the slow start. So we'll see if he can build on that. And they've done a good job with him. I mean, you know, I think everyone had the the curiosity factor because even at the beginning when they were doing PFPs, you know, pitcher's fielding practice, he wasn't even throwing the ball to first. So everyone thought, I mean, they wouldn't throw him if something was wrong, but everyone thought, oh, he might be a little sore, there might be a little issue, but they were just taking their time with him because – you know, what's the point of burning, especially in a year where they're not going to say this, but they're not planning to contend and they're not planning to be in it. Why burn innings when, you know, you can save them for the season? So as we tape this, it was his first Cactus League start. Great appearance, four innings, one hit, 65 pitches, 38 strikes, five strikeouts, struck out Mike Trout looking. He had a great little battle of seven pitches to Albert Pujols and ended with a little uh, cue shot into right field against the shift. He just, he did, a, he did a nice job. He looked like, you know, like you said, at the end of last year, the way Rodon looked like, and Rick Renteria, the White Sox manager, talked a little bit about having him maximize his pitches, you know, not throwing as many. His pitch counts could get a little high through five or six innings, and he'd be a six- or seven-inning guy. Seven would be lucky some of the time. So that's one of the things they want him to work on. So, you know, next it looks like starting, as we tape this, the Friday before the last Friday of spring training against the A's in Mesa, and then the last game of the Cactus League for the Sox against San Diego. And then we don't know. Nothing's really been announced in terms of the rotation for the regular season yet. All right. Well, I would imagine Jose Quintana is a. It would be. Uh, you would think it would be. It would be shocking. <laughs> I mean, as great a kid as he is, as great a pitcher he is, as much great talk as they have about him, I think if they trade him, they may still start him on opening day. There's so much love for Quintana in that organization. So, uh, they haven't announced it yet, but I, I would be. It would be one of the more stunning moments of the 16 years I've covered baseball. If Jose Quintana is here as part of this team and not starting on April 3rd against the Tigers at home. He's obviously uh, back from, from the World Baseball Classic. Yes. What were his thoughts on that experience and now turning into He coaching? loved it. I, mean, I remember yeah. talking to him last March when they qualified, and he was so excited. I think he wanted to pitch for them in the qualifier, and the Sox kind of you know, weren't, weren't – and I think they had agreed he wouldn't do that, but that he would be part of this if they qualified. And he did a, he did a phenomenal – I mean, you know, hit that 
all-star lineup in five and two-thirds innings. Yeah. Now, granted, his adrenaline was probably flowing a little bit more, and, you know, he, he's just so consistent. I was talking to uh, Zach Putnam today as we taped this, and he was saying that he's seen him throw bullpens where he's hit 30 straight spots in a row, 30 <laughs> out of 30. Yeah. And that it's, he's just – his mechanics are almost flawless, and that's why he's just so sharp all the time, you know. Again, I know people, especially sabermetric people, hate the win factor for pitchers. But I think if he had a few more, you'd know a little bit more yeah. about him. But people do know about Jose Quintana. He was an all-star last year. And I think, you know, he's a guy that Sox could get a lot for, but they could also build around in this mm-hmm. rebuild, too. So they need to see how they what they do moving forward. Yeah, it could go either way. I've proposed that. It might make sense to, to if you're not getting that, that overwhelming deal. Uh, that's certainly a guy you can build around. Well, that's um, one of the main reasons why he's still here, besides that he's a great kid and a great pitcher, is that they haven't gotten that overwhelming yeah. deal for him yet. And just to demonstrate that uh, sometimes those uh, overwhelming offers or, or those attractive offers don't always pan out as planned, there's Avi Garcia, right. who I know you were expecting big things from last season, I yeah. know from previous podcasts. Uh, did not happen for Avi last year, uh, but he slimmed down this spring. What are your thoughts on him going into Well, I know fans are tired of hearing the <laughs> best shape. I, I trust me, I hear it on Twitter as soon as he you is put an it annual out there. best shape of my but life. He, guy, he yeah. said he's in. You know, he's at two fifty. Although someone pointed out to me today, the media guy to listen is less than that. But we're going to go oh, by okay. what he said. He wants to go by to two forty seven. He's in good shape. He really is in good shape. And you know, I, I think he has underachieved. I, I don't know if he'd say that himself, but he has. He was the cornerstone of the last rebuild attempt, which was kind of a half rebuild, half try and contend when they had the three-team trade with uh, Detroit and Boston that sent PV to the Red Sox and Iglesias to the Tigers. And then, you know, he, he tore up his shoulder diving for a ball in Colorado his first full year with the Sox. That cost him developmental time. Last year he was a DH, and, you know, uh, one of the people in the Sox organization said, it's, you don't give enough credit to the veterans who handle that spot. Mm-hmm. So he's 24 and trying to handle it. Yeah. But this is his year. He's got, you know, you can only go so long saying right. he's got to do it. This has got to be the year he produces. So we'll see what happens. He's going to be back out in right field for a large amount of the time. We'll see how he responds. He hit well with uh, runs and score Great position. Great with runs and score position. Yeah. yeah, I think he hit uh, 345 and then 455 with runs and score position and two outs. So if he can carry that philosophy where he just <laughs> kind of says he doesn't focus on anything but just trying to get a good pitch to hit, yeah. seems simple into the whole season, then you may have some there. Because he certainly is an immensely gifted athlete. It's just got to translate into, into results, too. All right, there you have it. The latest on the Chicago White Sox on behalf of Scott Merkin and the dead bird uh, up here on the And template. the Wolverines. That's not, and the Wolverines, of course. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. I'm Anthony Cashman. This has been MLB.com Extras. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 